the textbook that they use in consumer psychology is called Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products. And this is the book that uh, casinos base their techniques off of. And this is what the product leaders at Facebook used to design the platform the way that it's currently designed. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the psychology of addiction and what it is about social media that makes it so addicting. This is an episode about your brain on social media. So let's get started. Welcome to the Authentic Life Podcast. My name is Satwa and I'm here to help you seek, speak, and live your truth daily. I went from being anxious, depressed, addicted, afraid of being seen to healing myself and finding inner peace all within one year. I believe that we are our own healers and gurus and I empower you with the psychological teachings and spiritual insights that helped me and hundreds of others on their self-transformation journey. I'm so honored that you pressed play today. Let's begin. Hi, Seeker. Welcome to today's episode of the Authentic Life Podcast. I've been a little bit MIA. If you follow me on social media, you might have noticed that um, I'm not as active on there. And this is because I've been taking a break to give myself time to learn and inquire deeply into my relationship with social media. So maybe you caught my rant on social media last week, but it's been coming up for me a lot recently. And I think it's relevant to every single person who is listening to this episode right now. Because um, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, it's it, they're starting to capture this information about how social media is affecting our mental health, right? Because at this point, social media has been around long enough to now see the effects that it's having on our mental health on a global scale. So I've been taking some time off to understand how it's affecting me and my mental health and the way that I relate to myself and the world around me. So I'm really happy that you're here. Alarming yet important truths that I think you really need to be aware of, especially if you're using social media, any app, whether it's Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook or even email It's really important to be educated in understanding how it's affecting your brain, understanding the psychology behind how these apps are created, and understanding like the algorithm and how it's optimized for subconscious programming, right? This is a programming that you are every single day energetically and psychically plugged into and if you don't have awareness of it which let's be honest most people don't then your reality and how you relate to yourself and how you relate to the world will be filtered 
through this programming. And my work is all about inner freedom, right? Realizing your true nature and your authentic self, which is the name of my signature program, which is the work that I do in helping my clients clear their energy around the programming, around the conditioning that is active in you and and gives you an, an artificial or false sense of who you are. So inner freedom is really liberating yourself from that programming. And that is my life's work that I do. And, you know, we do this work not just for ourselves and not just for your own inner freedom, but so that you don't pass this programming onto your children and to future generations, right? So it starts with you and it starts with awareness. So I'm really, I'm, I'm, very happy to be sharing this information with you. I know it's going to resonate with you a lot, especially if you're interested in psychology, if you're a psych nerd like me. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the psychology of addiction and what it is about social media that makes it so addicting. This is an episode about your brain on social media. So let's get started. I recently watched the documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, which kept me up for a couple of nights. I highly recommend it. Um, In this documentary, the founders of the technologies that we use within the app, such as like the infinite scroll or the notification button or the like button or the tag your friends feature, you know, all these features that we recognize and that we use, the founders of these technologies are unveiling the truth about how social media is optimized to turn us into addicted users, into addicts. So we think that it's this innocent thing that helps us stay connected with friends and share information, which it does, and it's much more insidious than that. And It's taking a serious toll on our mental health because the app is intentionally built to be addicting and to keep you hooked. So addiction is actually my expertise. It's like the backbone of my work in mental health. If you Google my name, like my birth name, so Sattva is my pen name. If you Google my given name, Margaret Daftian, into Google Scholar, like if you Google Margaret Daftian addiction, you'll see a ton of research articles come up around gambling addiction and hypersexuality, which is another way of saying sex addiction, but in clinical language, we call it hypersexuality. But this is the bulk of my research, addiction and hypersexuality, I mean, um, gambling and hypersexuality when I was working in mental health. And in my work with gamblers, I learned a lot about the neuroscience of the addicted brain and the psychology of gambling and the techniques that casinos use to hook gamblers. 
And at the time of doing this research, we, my team and I, we started drawing parallels between gambling addiction and social media addiction. And this was back in like 2012, 2013. So it was still relatively new. Like social media started in 1997, but it didn't really take off until the early 2000s. And it really blew up with the advent of the first smartphone in 2005. So there was still no like um, evidence-based scientific claims about social media addiction. We were kind of the pioneers of this. And unfortunately, we didn't like publish any studies around it, but we were doing research around casinos. And because of the this deep research that we were doing, we noticed that the parallels between casinos and social media we're very similar, and we, we noticed that some of the techniques that are used are, are very similar, if not the same. So I knew that social media was super addicting. Like Besides being a researcher and an, and an expert in addiction, I myself struggled with my own addiction to it, right? Like I will be the first to admit that. I'm hella addicted to social media, especially now that I, my whole business is, my, my brand is on social media. And, you know, it, it doesn't really take much to, to relate to how freaking addicting this thing really is. Like, I see kids addicted to it, and then I see, like, the older generation as well. Like, you know, people my mom's age who, who use it in this, like, mindless and sort of addicted way. So I think it's just, like, it's affecting everyone. Okay, and the the founder of the infinite scroll feature, you know, the that feature on Instagram where you can just scroll endlessly without having to refresh anything. That's actually a casino like technique, which I will talk about the psychology about what makes that feature so addicting. But the founder of this technique, this guy. Um, Aza Raskin, Aza Raskin, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but he's he's in the documentary, but he estimates that this feature alone, the infinite scroll feature alone, wastes 200,000 human lives per day. And he says, quote, honestly, I had to go through depression to come to terms with what this technology was doing. So... That guy is probably losing sleep at night. I mean, can you imagine being responsible for the most addicting feature in technology that's like ruining lives? What what a thing to be famous for, right? The infinite scroll. So yeah, even, even though I knew that um, that social media was was really addicting, I thought that the addiction the addiction factor was more of a byproduct of how our brains are wired. What I didn't know and what I learned more recently in the documentary and from talking to one of my friends who works in tech was that Facebook's business model is built around creating a habit-forming product. And 
this is insider information that I got from my my, my that friend. Um, he, he works in tech, and he went to one of these Ivy League business schools, and he told me that the textbook that they use in consumer psychology is called Hooked. Okay, Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products by Nir Eyal, who is a Stanford business grad. And this book is basically considered like the playbook for designing addicting products with casino-like techniques. And this is the book that uh, casinos base their techniques off of. And this is what the product leaders at Facebook used to design the platform the way that it's currently designed. And when Facebook acquired, excuse me, when Facebook acquired Instagram in 2012, the co-founders of Instagram left their own company. They, They just like unexpectedly quit Instagram because they didn't agree with Facebook's business model. I guess, you know, they're just not in the business of ruining lives. So if you're wondering why social media is so damn addicting, this is why. It's literally built to be addicting. So let's talk about the psychology of this because this is really, this is going to interest you. The psychology of addiction has to do with the pleasure and pain centers in the brain, which is also known as the reward pathways. And not to get too technical, but basically this is the area of the brain that gets stimulated whenever we experience something pleasurable because it releases dopamine. Interestingly, This is really, really important. So listen to this part because this will help you understand what it is about social media that makes it so addicting. They have found that, like from from brain studies, they found that the anticipation of the reward releases more dopamine and is more pleasurable than the actual reward itself. So the anticipation of pleasure is more pleasurable than, the ple- than pleasure itself. And this is one of the big reasons why we return to a behavior that we know is bad for us, like doing drugs, because the anticipation of the high is better than the high itself. And maybe you felt this. I know I have. Like I've looked forward to smoking a joint. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to get home. And I'm going to like light my joint. I'm going to smoke my joint. And then after smoking it, it's not as pleasurable. So I need to smoke even more to like keep the high up or to mask my disappointment. Right? Maybe, maybe you can relate to that. So... Understand that this reward center is so primal, it exists within such a primal part of the brain, the reptilian brain, right? That once the reptilian brain is activated, it kind of like 
takes over our entire critical thinking and reasoning abilities because the critical thinking part of the brain evolved much later. So we're more likely to act out of our primal urges because that's just how we're wired. It's not our fault. That's how the brain is. Another interesting thing about this, about the reward center, is that it gets activated whether you are experiencing pleasure or pain. Pleasure and pain are part of the same party, according to the, to the brain. And this is super interesting because people in the East have known this forever, that pain and pleasure are part of the same energy. Like my Zen teacher says, pain and pleasure on stage, they look like they're in conflict, but back, backstage, they're just hanging out and smoking cigarettes. So why, you might ask, why is the brain wired this way? Well, because the, the primary reason is because we are wired to seek novelty, right? Novelty seeking is also part of that reptilian brain and involved in the reward pathway. So it doesn't really matter if we're experiencing pain or pleasure. As long as it's new, the brain loves it. And the brain is like, yeah, that feels good. Do more of that. It's like, thanks, brain. Thanks, evolution. And the, the thing is that our brains, they, they still function like this. Like we have not evolved past this. And this is why we're facing so many problems with technology is because our brains have not evolved nearly as fast as technology has. We need like thousands of years of evolution to still happen in order to adapt to technology. So this reward pathway in a nutshell includes pain and pleasure, anticipation of reward, and novelty seeking. And this is at the core of every addiction. Every addiction is based on reward, anticipation, and novelty. Every addiction, whether it's gambling, heroin, sex, shopping, cocaine, video games, or social media. And what casinos do, which social media has adapted its, its model to, is that they exploit this reward pathway. They hijack our primal reward pathway system and use it in a way that it's not meant to be used. One of the techniques that they use, which is what makes social media and the app so addicting, is known as the near-miss technique. Okay, the near-miss. If you think of a slot machine, that 777 that you want to hit, the near miss is when you hit 778 or 776 or that middle seven is like slightly up, not quite there. That's the near miss and that's the anticipation and 
oh, the brain just like has an orgasm over that anticipation. The amount of dopamine that is released during the near miss is so pleasurable that we just keep going. We totally lose our senses. We lose track of time. All reasoning is out the window. We completely forget ourselves. And that, my friend, is the psychology of the infinite scroll. That's what hijacks your system. Every time you are scrolling through Facebook, through Instagram, even through your email, and you're waiting, 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 waiting to see that pleasurable or that rewarding thing, it's in that waiting period, in that anticipation that your brain is getting off. And so even when we do see something that we like, it's never as good as the anticipation, right? Which keeps us hooked for wanting more. Just like my joint example, the high is not as rewarding as the anticipation of the high. So you end up just wanting to get even more high, just like wanting to keep scrolling and scrolling. And even when I do see something that I like and there is a reward, it's like it's, it's not quite enough but it's still there. It's enough to keep me going. That's what keeps us coming back for more. And that's the classic definition of addiction. And if you think about the language that we use around this, we are referred to as users. We talk about quitting social media, like the only other time we use this language of, of using and quitting is around drugs and addiction. So even on a subconscious and energetic level, we know that we're being played. And for what? Dopamine. That dopamine. So I don't want to overwhelm you with too much information in one sitting and I'm feeling a little overwhelmed myself. So let's just sit on that for now. And I've decided that I'll turn this into a three-part series. So here in the first part, I talked about social media addiction. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the algorithm, which is also really, really important for you to understand. So definitely check check out that episode that I will release next week. I'm going to talk about... Um, how the algorithm works because it has some serious um, implications for our mental health. So I'm going to talk about how the algorithm triggers our trauma and how it becomes part of our subconscious programming and energetic blueprint. So stay tuned for that. And then in the third part, I'm going to give you some practical guidance and advice on how to navigate this social media matrix and bring consciousness to how you use social media and also clear your energy around the algorithm. So stay tuned for that as well. I'm also in the middle of writing a blog post about the signs and symptoms of social media addiction and what to watch out for. And this is going to be modified from the research on behavioral addiction that I've done in the past. So definitely look out for that as well. 
Clearly, this is a topic that I'm passionate about. I think it's so relevant to every single one of us, not just right now, but our future and the future of humanity. I mean, social media is literally reprogramming an entire civilization. So it's kind of important. (laughs) Yeah, this is like the global pandemic that no one is really talking about. So as, as the users of this thing, we all need to take that responsibility in educating ourselves and informing each other. So share this episode or or share what you've learned from this episode with your family, your friends, your community, your kids. I think the most important thing right now is to have these conversations and start questioning what we're programmed to believe is normal, right? Like, is it normal to take a photo and share every single thing we do, what we eat, our vacation, how much money we made this month. Is that normal? Or is that contributing to a business model that is designed to not just addict us to the content, but also be addicted to creating the content that other people are going to be addicted to? You see what I... like? There's like layers to this shit, right? It's like the way that the business model is set up is so that we are the user and the drug at the same time. Like what a fucking paradoxical mindfuck, right? It really is a a matrix. So just to see that truth and just to see it for what it is, And to encourage and inspire others to also see that as well is a good place to start. Just awareness. It always, always, always starts with awareness. So I will look forward to sharing more about this with you in the near future. Stay tuned, but not in an addicted way, like not in a way that your brain is having an anticipation orgasm, <laughs> although I would be flattered, but <laughs> all right. Um, if you, if you have any comments or, or feedback, feel free to let me know, send me a DM on this godforsaken app or, or shoot me an email. I always love hearing from you. I love you so, so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for caring. Thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing my love for the truth and for humanity. I see you. I see you, Seeker. Till next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Authentic Life Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your community on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Seeking with Satwa on Instagram. If you want more of my teachings, head over to SeekingWithSatwa.com to check out my blog posts, download my free inner child ebook, and sign up for my bi-monthly Authentic Life newsletter so that you can receive more insights and tidbits to support you on your journey. I can't wait to continue walking this path with you. And thanks again for listening to today's episode. Until next time, keep going, keep growing, keep seeking and speaking your truth so that you can finally live an authentic life.